Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. Well, before we start this episode, I think we should make the announcement that Brother Earnshaw's got a new book out. Brother Earnshaw, <laughs> can you tell us about your new book, please? Thank you. Yes. Well, um, as I, I wrote in the introduction to my books, uh, The Spiritual Freemasonry, the four books I published are based on lectures I gave when I was the master of the research lodge under the Grand Lodge of Japan. And so I went back and reviewed these lectures and uh, I thought there was some merit in them. So I put them, they were originally in Japanese, so I translated back. <laughs> um, so, um, yes, and that's the content. It's basically looking at um, what could be the origins of Freemasonry. Many people think that Freemasonry comes from, um, for example, Egypt, and there's a reason for that. Um, also, could it be uh, ceremonial magic, like we'll, we'll look at this evening? Um, there's just so many topics. Um, and uh, I... In, in America, which is 85% of the market for my books, the price is still $22. Uh, Amazon's just increased the cost of publishing two authors. Mm -hmm. So um, I've uh, absorbed these costs to try and keep the book. Uh, the, the sales, I, it's not a money-making venture. Um, I have to cover my costs with Amazon, etc. So $22 seems to be fairly fair. Um, but in Japan, because uh, the, the exchange rate is terrible, it's nearly 50% more. Um, it's over 33, 38,000 yen. Um, no, no, 38. 3,800 yen. So for the Japanese market only, I have reduced the cost of the book for the next two weeks um, by 60%. <clears throat> so um, Amazon's suffering, I'm suffering. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it's a, it's a fair thing to do. <clears throat> okay. And that's so, available on Amazon to buy yes. right now. Excellent. Yes. And if you go to uh, amazonco.jp, you can see it in Japan. And Amazon CO.jp is both in English and you can click a button and translate to, Eng to English and Japanese. And Excellent. you'll see the prices. Uh, if you're in somewhere like Australia, it might be a good idea to buy it on uh, Amazon.co.jp and save a lot of money. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Well, moving on to the, to the podcast. Um, yes. It's related to the book. We, we do have a topic that does cross over. So um, in this episode, we'll be talking about Solomonic magic and Freemasonry. Is there a connection? For those that don't know, if you've watched any Hollywood movie where a character stands in a circle demarked on the floor with a robe on, in the dead of night, incense burning, muttering incantations in Hebrew, Latin, or any other ancient tongue, possibly holding a sword or a wand, commanding a spirit to appear in a triangle outside of the circle, this is a cartoon-like view of what is known as Solomonic magic. Perhaps this image starts with the legend of Faust, but that debate is beyond the scope of this podcast. So what is Solomonic magic, and why is the figure of Solomon used? 
Solomonic magic describes a system of magic that has been developed over many centuries, mainly in Europe from the Byzantine era to the Renaissance, incorporating many Jewish, Arabic and other influences. The figure of Solomon was used as he was the biblical origin and thus more acceptable as a metaphorical character to Christian authorities. If the same magical technique was used, but the character was, say, Orpheus or Bacchus, the church would have not had such a kind view on the matter. Perhaps describing a text called the Testament of Solomon will aid our understanding. Of uncertain antiquity, but probably dating to the second century, the Testament describes the control of demons by the wisest of the wise, King Solomon. When a demon named Orneus harasses a young man, who is favoured by Solomon, by stealing half of his pay and sucking out his vitality through the thumb on his right hand, Solomon prays in the temple and receives from the archangel Michael a magic ring with the seal of God in it, which will enable him to command the demons. Solomon lends the ring to the lad who, by throwing the ring at the demon Orneus, stamps him with the seal and brings him under his control. Then Solomon orders the demon Orneus to take the ring and similarly imprint the prince of demons, Beelzebub. Solomon's final demon encounter involves sending a servant boy with his ring to take captive a wind demon who is harassing the land of Arabia. The boy, uh, the boy is to hold a wineskin against the wind with the ring in front of it and then tie up the bag when it is full. The boy succeeds in this task and returns the wineskin. The imprisoned demon calls himself Epiphus and is by this power that a cornerstone thought to be too large to lift is raised into the entrance of the temple. Then Epiphus and another demon from the Red Sea bring a miraculous column made of something purple from the Red Sea. The Red Sea demon reveals himself as Abizibov, probably pronounced that completely wrong, and claims to be the demon who supported the Egyptian magicians against Moses, and who hardened the pharaoh's heart, but had been caught with the Egyptian host when the sea returned and held down by the, this pillar until Epiphus came and together they could lift it. There follows a short conclusion in which Solomon describes how he fell in love with a Shunammite woman and agreed to worship Remphan and Moloch in exchange for sex. Solomon agrees to sacrifice to them, but at first only sacrifices five locusts by simply crushing them in his hand. Immediately the spirit of God departs him, and he is made foolish, and his name becomes a joke to both humans and demons. Solomon concludes his text with a warning to the reader, and he tells them not to abandon their beliefs for sex like he did. As we can see from this brief synopsis, the figure of Solomon is used to command spirits with his special relationship with God. This is a paradigm that has been used for magical practice throughout millennia. The idea of Solomonic magic was further developed in the Renaissance when the works of Ficino and a system of natural magic became an intellectual zeitgeist. The consequential elitism of Solomonic magic against intelligentsia would have no doubt gone unnoticed by the elites of Europe and thus England, which makes me ask the question, as the concept of Solomonic magic... As the concept of Solomonic magic would have been known to the early fathers of Freemasonry, are Solomonic magical elements are Solomonic magical elements incorporated into the rituals? Are we being secretly taught ceremonial magic in, this, in our rituals? Does your new book uh, have anything to say about this, Brother Unshaw? The one that can be bought on Amazon today? <laughs> the one that can be bought on from today, yes. Um, yes, so this is something I looked at because people talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, the circumambulation in a lodge is what happens in Wicca and uh, other types of, I wouldn't say Wicca is magic, but um, it's, mm, I won't go down that road. <laughs> but um, th since um, people like Alistair Crowley and uh, many others mm -hmm. who go down uh, the path of magic, there's 
been divided into two paths, the left-hand path and the right-hand path. Mm -hmm. And uh, these, the definition is quite important. Um, if anyone wants to check, they can check on uh, Wikipedia. But the the left-hand one is where it's rather like what you're talking about with Solomonic magic, where you are raising um, negative energies, uh, people call them demons, whatever, and you command them to do your bidding. Mm -hmm. And I am very nervous about this. Mm. I know people in Japan that do this, and I really don't want to be associated with it. Um, uh, I, I just don't see the benefit of doing that. Um, I, I believe that demons and things like this do exist. Uh, I have had experience of this, and I leave it to a higher power to sort it out because I, I'm as a mere mortal. I don't want to get involved. But on the right hand path of magic, um, I think that's something that everybody uh, can get involved in. Um, nowadays, we're not worried about being prosecuted by the church, so um, this is uh, a lot is a lot safer for us. Um, I don't. Yes, I think magic has a lot to do with focus and concentration and things like that. Mm. Um, so I'm very interested in the right-hand path. I don't wouldn't call it magic. Um, I'm I use uh, a dowsing mm. pendulum to do my magic, and that's all I need. Sure, sure. Yes, it's interesting you did bring up Wicca because obviously Gerald Gardner was a Freemason, and oh, uh, right. one of the things that said in Wiccan rituals is "so mote it be," which I think Wiccans are unaware was probably taken from Freemasonry. Uh, All right. There's a lot of things in in Wicca that are borrowed. Mm. It's a syncretic system which obviously popped out in the 50s, and the the developed magical systems would have you know drawn from the Golden Dawn. They would have drawn from Freemasonry. It's a font that's been used many times for people to construct something within the modern era. Freemasonry. Yes, yes I, I understand what you say about the left hand path. Is I think the problem is is people use it for egotistical means when they're calling up entities. Right. This See, that's downside. when the ego gets involved, then we have issues, I think. There yes. you go. There you go. Yes. That's exactly it. That's, it's yeah. Self-aggrandizing, it's for personal gain. And like in the legend yeah. of Faust, when when the king you know wishes for his own money printing press, that can only be a <laughs> right. can only yeah. be a disaster. It's only gonna go one way. And then you get yourself into a battle of the wits with a demonic intelligence, which only will go one way. Yes. There, and there are other ways of uh, improving pe your own life mm. um, through, for example, tantric exercises yes. or certain meditations. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I would recommend that rather than playing around with something you don't know what you're what Yes, you're <laughs> this is true. Yes. Even if you go uh, to a completely Jungian psychological model, you are going to be triggering things that are probably best left. Alone. And people, I think this is the um, the shame of this. What well, I don't know it's, it's a shame. One of the problems with modern society is that we no longer believe in religion, and we've thrown out spirituality. Yes. Together with the baby in the bathwater, both got thrown out. 
uh, spirituality is very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, religion is very made up. <clears throat> yes, that's that's good. And mm-hmm. so um, I <clears throat> would recommend all Freemasons to consider spirituality. In fact, mm-hmm. it's a book I will be writing in the near, perhaps next year, um, Spirituality for the Perplexed. <laughs> yeah. That's a temporary that's... title. But it's okay. based on a famous book with a similar type. Guide Guide yeah. to the Perplexed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, I think one of the problems for me is quite laughable that some of the people that I've known who claims themselves to be Solomonic magicians have been quite lowly people. Uh, they they yes. claim to be able to command the universe. Oh, well, not they don't. This, this, this is the hyperbolic joke that I have all the keys to the universe, but I can't, you know, hold down a 40-hour-a-week job. <laughs> and um, I'm currently homeless. In fact, um, I, I'm going to a UFO convention uh, mm. next Sunday, and I'll be talk, giving a lecture there on um, Ted Owens. Ted Owens. Uh, no, he, he's, he, um, I think he was active in the 50s and 60s, but he said that he received psychokinetic power from uh, aliens. Mm. And he was able to make changes, as you mentioned, in the weather. He could uh, bring storms around, lightning and things like this. Mm. And, in fact, um, he was actually quite good at it. And people um, uh, witnessed various activities. And he was a supporter of, I think it was American football, and sometimes he got the opposing team to lose. I mean, lose disastrously, you know. But um, uh, he's, he's, he has a book called P.K. Man. And uh, that's very – it's written by um, – uh, what's the person's name? Mishlove. Oh, Jeffrey uh, Mishlove? Sorry? Jeffrey Mishlove? Yes, Jeffrey Mishlove, yes. Interesting, yeah. and so because because of Mishlove uh, background in psychology, um, uh, he he has a very balanced view of Ted Owens, and he, mm. he interviewed Ted Owens several times, and uh, it's a very interesting and intriguing book. Excellent, uh, but like you mentioned, you know, he got uh, ideas of grandeur, the fact that he could command the sky to rain mm. and things like this. <laughs> Anyway, it's so. interesting. Yeah, there are plenty of stories from antiquity warning against this sort of thing. So, if they have yeah. been around, if the stories against them have been around as long as the stories and the techniques themselves, perhaps it's worth taking that. Yes, on. yes, yeah. So, I think we should focus on improving ourselves. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, not to use that um, tired expression, you know, improve ourselves in masonry, mm. but to improve ourselves in spirituality to become mm, more spiritual mm, beings it. and uh, and uh, not get too tied up in money and the here and now mm. uh, to, to think exactly what you want to do with your life. Mm. Many people just go to work and watch television, get drunk, go to sleep. And that is not really a good plan to be a spiritual being. No, it's not. <laughs> it's very much not. Yes, and also when it comes to these sort of things as well, it's like, why on earth would you want to conjure a, a, a spirit? If let's say you wanted to get fit, why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you just go to the gym? Why why wouldn't you just take? Well, some everybody physical... wants a shortcut, you know. They don't yeah. want to do the work. You know, so. That'd be nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. on on that note, 
uh, I think we'll say with with caution, <clears throat> be careful what you're getting into. And if you have any e- questions, please email, email me on the link below. We now part on the square and we'll meet soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>